within the Bible, you can find everything. There are people who are called to be polygamous. There are people who are called to be celibate. There are people who are called to be monogamous. There are people who are barren. There is every type of relationship. It just goes to show, once again, that people can interpret Scripture differently. They had read through the Bible multiple times and multiple versions of the Bible, and so their conclusion after all of that was that polygamy is good and it is called of God for them. Welcome back everyone, my name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS, Sam and I have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos. Yes, we do. If you're interested in just listening in today, we do have our podcast available and please don't forget to like and subscribe. If you'd also like to donate to our cause of creating compassion and awareness for polygamous communities, then you can donate below. Yes. Thank you all so much for being here with us again. We look forward to sharing a little bit more of our Fresh Eyes on Sister Wives. Season 7. Yes. Man, every single season we started off and I think, what on earth are we going to be talking about? Because for those of you who are new to our channel, we always try to find comparisons between the way that the Browns practice polygamy, the way that Sam grew up in polygamy, and the FLDS some theological things from me growing up LDS, and that's kind of the take we have on Sister Wives. And every single season we go, there's going to be nothing for us to talk about. And then in season seven, they give us biblical polygamists. And, so, and there we go. And that was something that we have never heard of before. Yeah. Biblical polygamists. Now, we know that it does talk about polygamy in the Bible. We do know that, but we had never heard of a group or a people that referred to themselves as that. Yeah, a lot of times, especially in our comments section, <laughs> people always tell us about the fact, oh, in the Bible, you know, it's very much against polygamy, that polygamy is a sin. Right. And we know in the history of Mormonism, Joseph Smith was studying the Bible, and he was seeing these examples of polygamy in particularly the Old Testament, and he was wondering if that needed to be restored as well. He went and prayed about it, and then he received revelation that he was supposed to restore polygamy. So even Joseph Smith's polygamy does come from the Bible, but right. it's not, I mean, obviously that's within Mormonism, and that's what that belief is, but most mainstream Christians would very much disagree with polygamy. So. Oh, yeah. It was fun to see and very interesting to see the Richards family. Yep. But before we get into that, because yep. that was pretty far in, we'll cover the rest of the season pretty quickly. Um, a lot of the season was about the Sister Wives Closet. They were going to investors, which was really interesting because the Browns are not very big business people as they had a lot of coaches along the way and they still struggled a lot. They definitely, it seemed like the investors were allowing them on because they were somewhat of family friends and also because they have a TV show is really what it came down to. They even joked about, one of the investors joked about the fact that they, or maybe it wasn't a joke, that they would actually typically just stand up and walk out of the room if someone came with a presentation that wasn't well prepared. And he hinted at the fact that the Browns family presentation was not well prepared at all. Yeah, so he's like, my other investors were like, what are we doing here? They did offer them some money, which again, I feel like was because of the fact that they have a TV show, um, but then they never ended up funding it. So it was like, why would you offer it and then not actually fund it and give like the Browns hope? I think it would have been nicer to just be harsh and be like, no, and just say no, than to kind of string them along. I don't understand the no funding part of it. You know, if you're an investor, 
and you say you're going to fund someone, why would you not fund them? How would you how would an investor not have the money, the means to do it? So maybe there's something going on there we're not familiar with. I hope they talk about this more in the season to come. Yeah. Mary wanting to go back to school and getting her transcript and that going, which was another thing to do with the sister wife's closet because Robin felt very, I think the word she used in the tell-all was ditched, mm -hmm. right? And it was interesting to see the dynamic as they're trying to come up with their roles and as they're building a business plan. Now, they've been in business for a couple years now, so the fact that this is their first business plan kind of tells you the kind of experience they have going into it to begin with, but they're trying to recognize their roles. And within therapy, it was kind of sad to see like their you know, therapist asked, oh, who's the CFO? And Janelle was like, how did Cody not say me? And if I'm not the CFO, if I'm not in charge of finances, then what am I even doing here? Right. And there was a lot of struggle within their family is trying to find roles because they kept saying that no one wife could be the CEO. So even though it's totally Robin's business, it's totally Robin's baby, she's been pulling teeth to get the other sister wives involved at all. And yet they're like, she can't be the CEO because then she would be having like reign over the other sister wives. Which is interesting, right? But I can see where both sides would look at that and say, you know, there needs to be more, I guess, ability that one wife can take charge. Mm -hmm. Just because that is that person's strength, right? So it makes sense that that person would take charge. But the other side of it is that if... One, I can also see that if one wife is in charge of the other women, that's going to definitely cause some um, issues in that the other wife will fear, feel inferior. And since they all share the same husband, what does that mean about their relationship if one of the wives is telling the other wives what to do and how to do it? From the beginning of this venture, I didn't quite understand why Robin was so determined to involve everyone anyway. Because right. the other wives didn't really want to be involved. It's not their vision. They are either aren't super into jewelry, don't want to design anything. And it's basically been like forced upon them. <laughs> this thing that Robin, that's Robin's dream and everyone understands that. But I think Robin said it at one point where she was saying she felt ditched by Mary. And she's like, I feel like... I'm like forcing you to come play with me on the playground because like I want you to be my friend. I want you to come and be a part of it. But you're basically saying, yeah, but I kind of want to go do my own thing. Right. And I feel like that's how it is with all the relationships in here. Right. Trying to be peace. So then Cody has to be in charge, but he breaks down and is like, I've never been in charge of any of my wives or my family at all my entire life. Like none, there's never been a point where I'm in charge of the family and now I have to be in charge of this business and it's not his business, but the girls can't be in charge. It's just another mess. And we had to go and try. We went and looked and saw whether or not the website's still up. The website's up. It doesn't look like they're taking orders even. Uh, it was, I think you could order something, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on there as far no. as options go, not a lot of marketing. And so I don't know. I didn't try to buy anything, unfortunately. I'm not really interested, <laughs> but... You, you know, but and it seemed rather pricey, but I don't know, maybe it's high quality. Either way, it seemed like it was still available, but not not a whole lot going on there. It'll be interesting to see where that ends up because, again, it's not working out the way that Robin keeps dreaming that it would. Kind of like the family. What did you think about Cody saying that he never feels that he has any say or that he's never been in charge of his family? I think that... 
This is probably the only time that I ever agree with Cody and feel bad for him is when he was describing what it's like to, every time he has an idea, he has to sell it to four separate people, mm. deal with how they feel about it, convince them of it, and then have to have four people agree with him before he can move forward. That's the only time where I'm like, that would be really rough. I can't imagine. And it doesn't seem like other, they have like family meetings for the business, right? They'll have right. some meetings together. They never really show any family meetings talking about life. Life. You know, they had the one about the college funds because it absolutely had to happen. But other than that, you never really see them getting together and discussing things. And I don't know how you could run a family at all like that. Even with us in monogamy, like every Sunday, we kind of take some time, talk about the upcoming week. Plan we talk out. about yeah. a meal plan, what the kids' activities are, who has meetings, where we need to be at certain times, you know date plans, things like that, and it seems like it would make sense for them all to meet together, but it's dysfunctional enough between the wives that it doesn't seem to happen that way. Yeah, for sure. I looked at it, I thought it was very interesting that he says that for a couple of reasons. One, a season or two ago, he was bragging to his guy friends that he's the man in charge and makes <laughs> all the decisions. So interesting how that changed from that to now the way he feels. But I think the more raw and realistic reality to it is that the wives have a lot of say and that he has to try to make them all happy. The problem that I see is that he's trying to run four different families. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. He's trying to please four different women, run four different families, and he's running from place to place trying to make it all happen. Whereas in my family, there were, I, I believe it was on Wednesday, my parents would meet and they would have like a meal together and they would talk and they would discuss things and all the the all of the wives and father and there were a lot of family meetings when the children were also there and so there was just a lot of communication and a lot more of that going on it seemed like but i don't know other than just like little for big events i guess like college that they i've never seen them just meet to talk about plans and life all together like that unless it was business no, and I think that the show would have aired that if they had, because we also hear a lot from the family that they're not together very often. Oh, we want to throw this party because we're not together very often. We're not together very often. Yeah. It feels like the show literally films every single time they're together, and that's what creates the show, because they make it seem like they're never together, and in, when you watch an episode, they're only ever together. And so... They definitely are only showing that small piece of their reality. And most of the time, Cody's like a chicken with his head cut off, just like running around in circles, right, trying right. to make everything work. So yeah, yeah. it's I, I feel for him a little bit on that. Yeah, that makes sense. The next thing that they talked about, McKelty's talk with her boyfriend, kissing is dangerous, no kissing, no hormones, holding hands. Hormones. hormones in your mouth if you try to kiss somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I will say, because mine's a little simpler, in the LDS, mainstream LDS church, which is the way Cody was raised, the way that Janelle was raised, it is a, you shouldn't be dating until you're 16, but holding hands was totally okay when you were dating, kissing was okay, there was always the line, like, don't cross the line. Now, whether or not certain leaders would ever tell you exactly where the line was, but you knew you definitely couldn't have sex before marriage. Other than that, the line, I don't know. It's a little blurry sometimes for people, but you could definitely kiss. And if anything, they encouraged you to date. 
and to hold hands and kiss and all that because they wanted you to find your eternal companion and get married in the temple. And there are people will a lot of times comment that, you know, Mormons get married super young mm -hmm. and it's basically like you're only kissing. And if you want to do more than that, typically people feel like if you're having urges to do more than kissing, you should get married and people get married right away so they can do more than just kiss. Right. Now, that's pretty common. Once once you start really liking someone in the mainstream LDS church, you get married right away. In the FLDS church, however, uh, they would kind of go along with what Cody is saying here, that basically if you're holding hands, then you, you may as well be having sex. I mean, <laughs> it, it, goes from, it goes from holding hands directly to that. No, but because marriages are arranged in the FLDS church, that, I mean, even given giving any kind of special look, that the opposite sex would be so against the rules because all of the marriages are completely arranged by the prophet. And of course they would claim by God. So that is interesting that Cody feels that way when he and his family try to be so much more liberal in the sense that, you know, yeah, we're just gonna let our children decide. We're gonna let them make their own decisions and they try to be more that way, but still putting very strict rules on no holding hands and kissing. So anyway, just I, I find it interesting that he tries to push that so hard. And then to see his children, or at least his older children, not really... Care what his line is. Right. Like, they don't really believe in that. It seems, yeah, they it have... Like. It's like they have like a piece of it where they walk a... They tell an interesting line where mm -hmm. they want to instill their faith in their children, but they don't want to push it too much. So it's like their kids... I feel like all of them say, you know, you want it to be special with the right person. You shouldn't just be going around kissing everybody. So they have that, but it seems like their kids like came to the middle of the pendulum. Right. Like none of them were saying they wanted to wait until they were married to kiss or anything like that. And so it is interesting to see where like the parents are over here, the rest of the world over here, and the, the kids seem to have found right. a, a medium, a middle place. And it seems like as far as the wives go, at least Christine is very much on board with the way Cody thinks about that. And Christine I, was loving those talks. Right. She was like, I want you to have this talk with every single one of the kids. <laughs> and so. She said it in a way that she, she agreed with it because it would scare people away from doing it, right? Like if you think about if you if you teach about kissing as this nasty thing then it will scare them away from doing it or something was her idea so anyway that was interesting too yeah speaking of love and kissing janelle and cody have their 21st anniversary i only even mentioned this purely because cody was saying that the, their relationship is the strongest it's ever been mm -hmm. that they are really having a romantic relationship right now he's like i'm in like with her and i'm in love with her and in season 18, Cody just really tries to say that he never loved any of his other wives other than Robin. He never loved them. He should have vetted them more before he married them. All these things. And I just want to point out that Cody's either selective memory or he's just a liar. Because you can tell that he, he seems very sincere when he's saying this. He didn't need to say that. He was saying it to her. He was saying it to cameras. He was really emphasizing how good their relationship is at this point. So that was nice to see. There's a lot with theirs that was just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder why Cody... I don't know. It's, it's interesting because normally when you think of polygamy, it is the man in charge and his multiple wives. That's, I mean, I don't know. That's the way I always looked at it because that's kind of what I was familiar with at least. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that Cody married 
four very strong-willed women. You know, like, what did he expect? Did he want to be in charge? Or did he ultimately want to just have multiple women and, and let them be in charge? Because it didn't seem like he married the kind of women that will allow him to be in charge. Yeah, which is also interesting. I wonder if that's like within the AUB, women feel like they can be a little bit more in charge. And that uh -huh. is different than a lot of other polygamous communities Maybe. where women are taught to keep sweet. So, yeah, but it does seem to cause a lot of conflict within, you know, between the wives and stuff to have a lot of women who aren't just being subject to the man. And, and again, going back to Cody saying that he's never been in control of the family or anything. Mm -hmm. I will say they did throw a party for Cody saying, you know, go, moving to Vegas was Cody's idea. Ultimately, he felt like they had to. He sold it to all the wives, the family. It was so, so hard on every single person, on every single child. Right. Just so, so rough. And they threw a party to just say like, oh, we're glad that we listened to you. We're thankful that you brought us down here. We're all happy. This is good. And we all think that it was the right choice. Yeah. So I thought that was sweet of them to like, tell him that he had done a good job and that yeah. like hey you know we all fought you on this and we were being a pain in your butt but we appreciate you for it anyway and then we get to the part that intrigued us the most which was their rv trip back to missouri to meet yes. the richards family now that was the kind of what we looked forward to when we saw this coming this was the part of the episode yes the season i guess that we really look forward to to learn more about what how this family believed in polygamy and the differences there. Of course, the trip to get there was a traditional <laughs> Brown family chaotic craziness, of course, but uh, that we won't focus on all of that. No, as Robin said, she's like, I always, I swore after the last RV trip that I would never go on another one, but it's like childbirth a couple of years later. You're like, oh, it couldn't have been that bad, right? So you do it again. It wasn't as right. bad as their last one, but it was chaotic as usual. And then they got there and got to meet this family. It was funny. Everyone felt super awkward because they had never met this family in real life. Um, the Richards said they had never even seen, like the Browns hadn't even seen pictures of them up to this point. And so it was funny watching them like warm up to each other and watching the Brown family try to not be judgmental of them in the same way that they're always like, you know, we don't want people to judge us. And at the same time, the Brown family was trying not to judge while listening to the experiences right. of the Richards family as well. Yeah, they definitely had some quirky things as a family. I found it interesting and it kind of reminded me of the sound of music when the children marched in and stood stepped forward and presented their name and you know it was oh, just yeah. very 100% very much of a and that's kind of the way I was raised in the sense that it was very structured so it was sort of familiar I guess you could say as far as the children's experience yeah I feel like that kind of goes back to a lot of these other polygamous families, the family they went to the beach with, I don't remember their last name, this family as well. They tend to have, like, successful polygamous families tend to have a lot of structure and order in order to make it not so chaotic. Right. And so, I don't know if, uh, I feel like just chaos can just become really hard and stressful, right? And I wonder if the chaos is also part of what made the Brown family kind of explode. I don't right. know. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to be happy in constant chaos. I mean, sometimes chaos happens, but constant chaos. Right. They talked a lot about they were kind of, you know, that they have a very private life. The fact that they know a lot of people who are polygamists, biblical polygamists, that are all very quiet and everyone kind of still feels like they have to hide. Because I think the norm is that within the Bible, polygamy is a no-go. 
Right. But I thought they did a good job of kind of explaining it when they were saying, listen, within the Bible, you can find everything. There are people who are called to be polygamous. There are people who are called to be celibate. There are people who are called to be monogamous. There are people who are barren. There is every type of relationship in the Bible. And I never thought of that before as like people being called to be celibate. I'm like, oh, they really do. There is more in the Bible than just monogamy and polygamy. Yeah, and I found it very interesting that they, it just goes to show once again that people can interpret scripture differently. They said that they had read through the Bible multiple times and multiple versions of the Bible, not just the yeah. King James or another version. And so their conclusion after all of that was that polygamy is good and it is called of God for them. And of course, we would we know that most Christians would say, no, polygamy is not good and it is not what God would want. So it's just interesting the, how people come to different conclusions. I will say that it seems like all people though, when they're choosing polygamous, well, not all people, most people, and I'd say almost all of the really successful polygamous families all have religious callings to polygamy. Right. And they have that religious reason and they have spiritual experiences that confirm to them that that's what they are supposed to do. And, you know, Cody talks about that he had that spiritual confirmation when he was supposed to leave the LDS church and join the AUB to, you know, marry, marry, marry <laughs> with the intention of practicing polygamy. So he felt that. And then in this case, the husband had spiritual experiences. Now, I will say the start of his story made me cringe, though. The, the whole, I wish I had another Rebecca to cuddle while you are in the kitchen. Like you aren't patient enough to wait till your wife's out of the kitchen to cuddle, like you need another person. And then he would joke about it more and more frequently and, and bring it up. And so you could tell that obviously after what he believed was a calling from God, he wanted to live polygamy. And I don't know, it, the, it's interesting though, based on the way his story, that his and Rebecca's story started, you just have to wonder where that calling was coming from. Yeah, because the calling came after he was already joking with her. They were reading the Bible. He was kind of thinking about it. He's making these jokes. And she said, you know, I felt like he just wanted to cheat on me. Like I wasn't good enough for him. Mm -hmm. And I can't blame her for feeling that way at all. I would think the exact same thing. Right. You know, oh, you can't wait for me to get out of the kitchen serving dinner to your family in order to cuddle me. You need a replacement for me. That's how I would view it. But then, you know, he started getting more serious about it and showing her in the Bible. And then she, he received a vision, I think is even how he called it. Dream he called it vision. a vision yeah. from God. And he saw Christina. And as soon as he woke up from that dream, Rebecca was like, it's Christina, huh? So she almost had this spiritual confirmation as well. And I want to know what the relationship between Christina, what's his name? They were friends. Okay, but I don't remember all three of them were friends? Yeah. So Rebecca, well, And in Christina. particular, he was friends with her as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just have, I, I want to know, some might say, yes, it was a calling from God and that he had this vision. Others might say that Rebecca already had this suspicion that he liked Christine. No, Christina, right? And so it was easy for her to guess, oh, this is who you're thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. You can look at it both ways. I mean, I don't like to disagree with anyone's spiritual experiences. I'm just pointing out that it did seem a little bit interesting 
and and I want to know what that relationship, how deep that relationship was. Yeah, and then Christina did say no, not until God tells me yes, and then she That's did true. feel she also had a dream about it, and she felt spiritual confirmation as well. So all three of them, again, like you said, it's not anybody's place to say whether or not they had the spiritual feelings they did because for them it was real and they've chosen this for their family. Right. For me, I'm just happy that it was all consenting adults who felt like they had those spiritual visions or feelings on their own and now they're living a polygamous lifestyle. Yeah. So, As far as the children of this family go, I felt like I could relate to that. And it is just interesting how similar, because I was raised in a polygamous family as well, that polygamy is looked at as such a, such a normal and natural thing. And, you know, the daughter pointed out that, yeah, the rooster has a lot of hands or wives, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, and other animals, lots of other animals have it too. And it's just this natural thing. And we're all animals. Why would anyone look at it as anything other than normal and natural? And that's kind of the feelings I had too. And then you look from most people looking from the outside in are going to think, wow that's just polygamy is the most crazy thing ever so it just goes to show though how if you're raised in it it's what you see around you all the time it just becomes so normal and natural yeah and they seem to have like super sweet kids i did feel bad for the daughter when she was saying that people were sometimes unkind to her at school about yeah. it and that breaks my heart because you can't help the faith the religion that you are born into children are not to blame for any of their parents decisions and so that, that was sad to see that and see Christine relate to her on that level. I will say, too, that one of the moments where the Browns had to make sure that they weren't judging other people's polygamy was when they were talking about sharing kitchens and mm -hmm. talking about the Browns living in different houses versus the Richards living in the same house. And they were like, oh, well, we know, you know, lots of biblical, or uh, biblical Christians. We know lots of biblical polygamists. And some of them are like, hey, I'll share my bedroom before I'd share my kitchen. And the look on the Browns' faces, like Robin was like, they'll share their bedroom. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, they'll share their bedroom. It's not a big deal. You know, and some people want to share the kitchen and not the bedroom. And some people don't want to share the kitchen, but they want to share the bedroom. And and just I think they opened up the Browns eyes to this idea that there is way more ways to practice polygamy yeah. outside of Mormonism. Right. And so I wish cool. they would have I wish they would have gotten more into that when they were visiting the family there that about the differences and, and what they think about Mormonism, you know, the polygamy within Mormonism. Do yeah. they agree with a lot of it or do they disagree with a lot of it? Obviously, they they agree on the polygamy side of it, but what else do they agree or disagree on? I wish they would have gotten a little more into that, but either way, it sounded like the Brown family was blown away with the idea of sharing a room, which I would also be blown away with that based on my experience, because in my home, though we all lived in the same house, the mothers all had their separate rooms and father had his. So that was unique in that way. But if they were all sharing a room together, hmm. Yeah. I, you know. It'd be different. That would be very different. And you would have to wonder as well because it, in my experience growing up, the mothers would have their room and their younger children, especially infants, would stay in their room with them while they were young. And so 
I don't know, if all of the wives and the husband were in the same room together, did they have infants in, in cradles and, and cribs in there as well? You know, what, what was that like? I just, and now I have lots of questions. If there's anybody out there that is a biblical polygamist and is willing to talk to us, or if there's videos, documentaries, something like that, please leave in the comments section, email us at growingupinpolygamy yeah. at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you because again, Joseph Smith, all the roots of Mormonism and all the reason that Mormon fundamentalists practice polygamy is because of the polygamy in the Bible, same way that these biblical polygamists did. So we have a lot of questions. It would be yeah. super fun to compare and contrast polygamy for sure. I yeah. will say the last thing that we wanted to talk about kind of ties into the uh, cradles. The tell-all was really just mostly what we covered. There wasn't a whole lot except for at one point, Christine stood up and said she needed to leave for a moment. And then... We they, thought if she just needed a restroom break, honestly. Yeah, That's we thought it I was thought. just a break. Yeah. And then they kind of, they spoke over and were like, we were going to talk with Robin and Cody about their plans on having more children. We were going to have the other wives leave. And then Christine left prematurely. And after Robin talked to Christine, Robin came back and said, we're not going to answer any questions about a baby. This seems absurd to me now not absurd in the sense in the sense that like the wives shouldn't feel jealous because i could not practice polygamy i would not be able to not have that jealousy that is not they all have the right to be jealous but if you are in a polygamous relationship and you chose that and you chose that mm -hmm. as a consenting adult and cody already has children with every single one of you the idea that you couldn't handle sitting there while Robin says, oh yeah, we're thinking about having a baby, blows my mind. Like, you should just leave now, Christine, because I'm like, okay, this is obviously a big tell of where their relationships are at. Because right. they all know that he's going to have more children with Robin. Why would he not? He was willing to have children, as many children as possible, with every wife till the wife was done. Mm -hmm. And so... And it's not like the interviewer is going to be like, so how are you going to make the baby? No. She was going to be, I you guarantee. not, right? <laughs> no, of course she's not. She's going to be asking, oh, what are your plans? Are you thinking soon? Are you think like, she's going to be asking questions like that. And if you can't sit through and know that your husband's going to have another baby when it seems very obvious. Right. Yikes. My, my only thought with that is they also mentioned, or multiple of the wives mentioned that they felt that Cody was not giving them enough attention. Uh, enough time. So that says something. And then all of the wives nodded that, yes, I said that to him recently, except for, or they, sorry, all of the wives said, yes, I said that to him recently, except for Robin. She just nodded her head. She nodded her head, which did she, was she just trying to go along with the crowd or did she also feel that way? If not, and maybe Christine was seeing that Cody was at Robin's house a lot more, I can see why that would be very hard to talk about them having more babies if she already felt like that uh, Cody was giving her more attention. Yeah, and if it's, again, I don't blame them for the jealousy. I think every single woman's going to be jealous in a polygamous relationship. Right. But then if you are agreeing to it, to also not acknowledge it for what it is, or try to like run and hide from simple things that would that are very obvious and a part of it like you have six children with him the idea he's not going to have more children with his new newest wife was a little bit like okay come on so do you think animals feel jealousy 
Oh, that's a good question. I do not know. I do if we're not all know. animals, why, you know? Yeah. Speaking Sorry. of Christine, um, I don't know if I should say this or not, but we are pretty sure we're going to cover Christine's wedding. I'm curious. I want to see it. Yeah. We mostly want to compare what her wedding to David is compared to what a ceiling is like within the LDS, the way right. Sam and I were married, compared to weddings in the FLDS. So we just kind of want to give you a little bit of insight on the way that she does things and how those are similar or different to past traditions. And does she hold on to some traditions? That's what I was going to say. I wonder if she holds on to any of the past belief in her religion or if they completely, both her and Dave, threw that out the window and they're doing their own maybe more traditional wedding at this point. Yeah, so we're excited to see that and cover it. If you want to hear more of our Fresh Eyes on Sister Wives, then please like and subscribe. Yes, thank you all so much for being here with us again and we look forward to talking with you soon. We'll talk to you all soon.